Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Now, your ideas don't have to wait. Now, they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business and evolving your passions. They push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Bullett, and I am an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, laughing because we just had an outtake, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. You are a sad, strange little man. <laughs> that was, in fact, the quote that I grabbed. <laughs> and uh, uh, before we get into this topic, we have a little listener mail. <laughs> this listener mail comes from Ben. Ben says, hey, guys, love your podcasts. What happened to MySpace? I'm new to social networking, but remember friends of mine talking about MySpace and how cool it was for some time. Then overnight, almost literally, there's Facebook. This new thing and has been ever since. What is it that separates the two and what is it that gives Facebook its edge? Well, Ben, we're going to talk a little bit about MySpace, uh, the history of it, what's happening with MySpace now, and kind of, you know, it's sort of fall from grace, really. Yes, yes. As it turns out, Facebook is, is housed in a giant cube in space, and the people on board are 
androids. That's no moon. That's a social networking site. <laughs> you will be assimilated. Okay, no, none of that is true. No, no, that's not true. All right, no, so here's... But it does sort of seem like they popped up out of nowhere and took over. At about the same time, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, MySpace started back in 2003. Man, that's really old. Yeah. Uh, well, well, at least in internet terms. In internet is. terms, it is pretty old. What's weird is that I sit there and I think about how long some of these things have been around. Like, I feel like I've been using Twitter forever. Yes. And I think, wait a minute, it's been a little over two years. Yes. And that's it. Um, so with uh, with MySpace, it began as a for-profit company mm-hmm. back in 2003. Yes. And if you joined MySpace back in the day, you might be familiar with Tom. Tom. He was your first friend on MySpace. Yes, he was. Referred to Tom Anderson, one of the co-founders of mm-hmm. the uh, of MySpace.com. And um, Tom was the automatic first friend you had. And then you could search for other friends using things like you know, their email addresses. Yes. So you could look around and, and join um, and uh, request friends with all the people you know and then build up your network that way. Same yes. way as most social networks work, really. Yes, I, I um. And looking at the diagram we have on our uh, now aging article on MySpace, it, yeah. it reminds me of LinkedIn. Like you had circles of friends. Yeah. You know, you friends and friends of friends and friends and friends of friends. Which really, it looks just like what Zuckerberg would call the social when he steps up in front of. Right. Like, you know, he, he would have his own grid of showing the social network and how your friend you have a you have a circle of friends and then they have their own circle of friends some of which overlap your circle and some which don't right and then what'll be really what's really interesting is when you start finding connections between friends that you didn't know existed like you had you have a friend over here who's from your uh, let's say baseball team like you played baseball with them okay and a friend over on the other side who was in um uh, a class with you at a college that was across the country from where you played baseball. Mm-hmm. And yet these two people are also friends with each other. And then you think, how the heck did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize, wait a minute, I'm not the connecting point for these people. They knew each other before, without, independently of knowing me. Yes. Kind of neat. Small world, as they say. Yeah. Yes. You know, when you said a moment ago, uh, connections between friends you didn't even know existed, I thought somehow you found out about my imaginary friends. And I was going to go... How did you know it's that? It's a totally different social networking site. Yes, it is. Yeah. Non-space is what that one's called. So my, my imaginary Friendster. Yeah. Oh well, and and Friendster was around. Actually, Friendster was the the dominant uh, social networking site back when MySpace first uh, arrived. So uh, MySpace goes online around 2003, end of 2003, and mm-hmm. Facebook pops up at the beginning of 2004. So the, oh, that oh, was a it was a let's, fail. Let's try it again. There we go. That was Facebook popping. And um, <laughs> your your face has been booked, as they used to say. Cheek fail. Sorry. In my head. So anyway, uh, Facebook popped up in around 2004. And when Facebook first started, it was uh, limited to college students. Mm-hmm. It was later opened up to high school students and college students. Right. Actually, originally it was just Harvard students. but Indeed. Harvard, then college, then high school, then eventually everyone else. Well... There was a two-year period where Facebook was not open to the public. Yes. But MySpace was. Yes. So MySpace got a jump on Facebook on anyone who was not currently in school. Right. Uh, I remember at this time I was out of school. I could not join Facebook when it first started because I, I no longer had a uh, college email address. Right. Mm-hmm. So I created a profile on MySpace. 
many of my friends also created profiles on MySpace. So MySpace got a pretty big jump early on, got a lot of users, um, and it had a different style from Facebook. Oh, yes. It has a much different style from yeah. Facebook. As a matter of fact, one of the ways that I first became affiliated, or I'm sorry, more aware of MySpace was I thought of it as a band site. Yeah. Because uh, B A N D, not yes. B A N N E D. Well, it depends on where you work. Yes, but uh, <laughs> because uh, it, it was both in some instances. This is true, um, and probably still is. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was that was one of the things that I thought was really neat about my MySpace is, um, and for people in independent label bands like myself, um, you could post samples of your music up, your whole songs, and give mm -hmm. people an opportunity to hear it. And I actually thought, uh, initially, I thought that that's what the site was for, was for bands to put music up and musicians to, to network very, with other musicians. How very prescient of you. Yes. As it turns out. But we'll get into that. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, that but was... I thought that was kind of funny because I, I thought it was specifically for that. And it had, it definitely, MySpace had a huge advantage over Facebook as far as sharing things like getting it, discovering bands. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, MySpace was superior to Facebook in that sense, even after Facebook went public. Because yeah. Facebook groups were primitive compared to MySpace band pages. Yes. Mm-hmm. So on a band page, you could find not just music, but also things like schedules and blog posts, photo albums, all that kind of stuff, just like any person's profile. Uh, yes. That's the other thing is MySpace allowed you to have a customizable profile page, mm -hmm. um, which was both a blessing and a curse, a blessing in the sense of if you had some, if you had really good design skills, uh, you could create an attractive, easily readable MySpace layout uh, you could even, if you wanted to, you could incorporate things like um, songs that you really liked. You could find songs on MySpace and add them to your profile. Uh, sadly, this usually resulted in autoplay, which mean, meant that if you were visiting someone else's profile and they picked a song that you hated, uh, you know, it would suddenly start blasting out of your computer until you either muted it, uh, muted your computer, or found the um, the control on the profile page and and paused it. And because those pages were customizable, the control was not always in the same spot. Yes. It became really irritating. Like, you'd go to, like, I have friends, and I love them to death, <laughs> but my God, they have terrible music. Terrible music tastes. Horrible. Some of them don't even know who the Ramones were. Oh. That's how bad they were. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, for a moment I thought you were talking about me, but then I realized... I know who the Ramones are, so yeah, you're so, probably not talking. No, not talking about you. I've um, listened to you play. Your band's music was not; it, it did not make me want to go out on a rampage. All right, but some of my friends had music that did. <laughs> um, yeah, especially if uh, they picked really irritating uh, internet songs. Like there was one person who had what was it? The it was essentially the same people who did the hamster dance music. Oh, the the really high pitched stuff. Oh, wasn't. Crazy Frog. That's it. it. Crazy Frog. Oh, oh. Elena, I love you people. to death, girl. But, oh. But man, that Crazy Frog song on autoplay, uh, just it was enough for me not to go and visit your profile. So anyway, the customizable profile was a, a blessing and a curse. It actually was something that it had that Friendster did not have. Yes. And that may have contributed to people adopting MySpace over Friendster. Mm -hmm. um, and again, because it was open to everyone... It wasn't just restricted to college students. It meant that MySpace got uh, a lot of people 
pretty quickly. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry, you were about to say? I was just also going to add that uh, apparently MySpace was set up on a better platform, which also aided it over Friendster because Friendster um, had difficulty with the amount of traffic it was getting. Yeah. It grew very quickly and um, it, it really kind of outgrew itself very quickly to the point where an alternative like MySpace, which was which had the traffic disseminated over the company's network more efficiently, was able to handle the load. Yeah. And um, we all know on the Internet, people don't wait around once they're – even when their favorite site uh, starts having difficulties or is completely reformatted in a way that makes it unpopular to use, yeah. people will bolt uh, even from their most favorite sites. Or at least complain about it at length. Yes, to anyone who will listen. Because that's one of the things about Facebook is that it kept uh, during this time Facebook changed its its user interface a couple of times, and uh, each time it's it's the same today. Each time Facebook does that, uh, you could expect the next week to be filled with complaints about Facebook's new user interface, both on Facebook and also on Twitter. Yes, I uh, I particularly enjoy how it seems like ninety percent of people are screaming about the layout, why did they put fill in the blank here over fill in the blank there because I can't find the thing. And then there's always one person. There's always one, or it could be more, but there's always one who goes, well, I don't know. I I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I'm usually the always, one who says I can't, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I, I know. Well, but, here, here's the but, thing is that you know, by, by the following month, everyone's forgotten about it. And yeah. then the next change becomes the one that you're like, oh, seriously, this is terrible. I can't believe you did this. And you're like, wait a minute. You hated these changes back when they made them like three months ago. Why is it now the best thing ever and you hate new changes? Yeah. Because we're people. <laughs> well, Friendster was, was just hard, outright hard to use yes. at that point. And MySpace was there. Facebook was still restricted to a, a certain group. So right. MySpace took off. Yeah, and, and they, it was a very popular site for a very, very long time. It lets you create. Uh, photo albums that let you create a blog on your MySpace profile. You could leave messages for other people. Eventually, you could chat with other people through mm-hmm. an instant messaging on on the MySpace uh, platform. Of course, they also had to be uh, logged into MySpace at that time for the chat to work, but you could leave messages if they weren't. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of the functionality that we later saw built into other social networking sites. And uh, it was doing really well. In fact, so well that in 2005, another company swooped in and um, and paid a pretty penny for MySpace.com. Yes, more than a, a pretty penny. Actually, it was uh, Intermix, the, the company that owned MySpace. Um, uh, they were acquired by a little-known magnet from Australia. Yes, Mr. Murdoch. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, scourge of the Internet. <laughs> Um, Rupert Murdoch. Some people think of him that way. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch, who uh, who who probably has lost more money and and won it back again than I will ever see in my entire life. Um, his 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 company News Corp. Yes. Purchased MySpace.com in 2005 for 580 million dollars. That's million with an M. Yes. Um, interestingly enough, I went back to look at uh, the coverage. At that time, uh-huh. because I, I've thought of MySpace as being synonymous with Fox and News Corp for so long that I was I was trying to get a sense of what happened and when it happened and how much it was. And it, it was funny because <laughs> the coverage at the time said that News Corp had acquired Intermix. 
theoretically to gain MySpace. Uh-huh. So it, it's funny because I think of it specifically in those terms. But um, you know, there, there were other technologies that, that Intermix had that were not nearly the newsmaker that, that uh, MySpace was. I, th- I would say, think it's safe to say that MySpace was definitely the crown jewel of the acquisition for News Corp. And they thought it was going to make them a whole lot of money. Well, at the time, MySpace was incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. There was no sign that that was going to change at all. Yes. As far as anyone could tell, MySpace was just going to keep on growing. It was going to be a monster and see double-digit growth each year. And um, and, and this was 2005. Mm-hmm. 2006 is what I think the event that eventually uh, reversed the fortunes of MySpace.com. Right. Well, uh, I think before we go on to that, sure. we should add that MySpace, uh, you know, talking about the growth and you're saying, okay, so what is maybe what does the growth mean? You know, okay, so they've got lots of people. They're growing at a very, very rapid pace. Well, they were making their money off of advertising. Yeah. So the more people that visit your site um, and click on advertising, the more money the site makes. So News Corp is looking at this as an opportunity for advertising dollars. Right. And that's important, I think. It, it will be important because of the 2006 part. Yeah, because clearly the the thing that your advertising relies upon is heavy traffic. Yes. The heavier the traffic, the more money you make. If the traffic starts to slack off, then you don't make as much money. And if the traffic slacks off enough, you start to lose money. Right. So, so that's that, that was their income stream. Right. And Murdoch is known for having pretty... Um, concrete ideas of how profitable a business needs to be in order for it to be worthwhile? Well, he didn't get to be successful as successful as he is by not having any business acumen. He is certainly not a charity. Um, he is in the business of making money, and he's very, very good at it. Yes, he is. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, no one could have seen in 2005, necessarily, that MySpace was going to be headed for a reversal in fortune. However, in 2006, that's when Zuckerberg and crew opened up Facebook to the general public. Yes. And, of course, traffic took off at that point because Facebook was an alternative to MySpace. People wanted to see what it was about. They tried it out. They liked it. Also, they had a lot of uh, young folks on Facebook at that point because you had people who were mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. Uh, either you know in high school, just getting into college, or maybe they have just graduated from college, but they had created a profile back when they were in college. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have this young, dynamic audience that's already built into your social network. There were also some stories uh, in the news about um, uh, about predators on yes. MySpace. Yes, there were. This, the, it actually became kind of prevalent. In fact, MySpace, rightly or wrongly, began to develop a reputation as being a, a wretched hive of scum and villainy, if you were. <laughs> um, it's. I'm not saying that that reputation was actually earned. But it certainly had it. You know, I, I remember people saying, like, I remember seeing news interviews where kids were saying they preferred Facebook over MySpace because MySpace was where all the, the sleazy people were, the people you don't want to have contact with, strangers who uh, would try and befriend you. And it was just creepy. Yeah. And Facebook was the friendly site. Well, I will I will say this. Another thing that, that MySpace had that really bugged me was... Um, I when I first signed up for a MySpace account, um, I did have Tom as a friend. I also had solicitations from all kinds of spammers. Yeah, almost immediately, not yeah. immediately, but very close to it. And it, it it didn't seem what I 
like what I was doing with my settings affected any of it. Right. So I eventually got fed up and left. Yeah. Because uh, MySpace hadn't really gotten a grip on that. It seems I've, I've since started a newer account on MySpace. I don't really use it for anything other than uh, to keep up with a, a couple friends that I only know are on MySpace. And, um, you know, it's, it's set as private as it will go. And, no, I have not gotten anything from anybody, including the friends I tried to keep up with. Yeah. I'm very sorry. So 2006, Facebook goes public. In 2008 and or 2009, depending mm-hmm. upon whom you consult, right? Facebook overtakes MySpace in traffic. Yes. So re- keep in mind, MySpace had an enormous head start. It did. But... Facebook is growing faster than MySpace is. And in fact, in some quarters, MySpace is posting a loss in total number of visitors. So there was a point where Facebook was just growing faster. Like Both companies were growing, but Facebook was growing leaps and bounds ahead of MySpace. And then eventually Facebook continued to grow and MySpace stopped growing and in fact started to to lose members as people just let their accounts die, kind of like Paulette did. Um, I, I can tell you, so 2008 is where we see the Facebook start to take the lead. 2008, coincidentally, is the year where I received my last message from a friend on MySpace. <laughs> I logged into my account to check, and the last time I received a message from someone I actually know, as opposed to some random update from a group that I belong to, uh, was 2008. Mm-hmm. Well, um, on a recent article on CNET uh, from one of my favorite CNET writers, Don Reisinger, um he noted that currently, here in, in 2010, uh, MySpace still has more than 100 million users mm-hmm. worldwide. However, Facebook has more than 500 million yeah. active users. And Twitter has about 175 million registered users. Right. Registered meaning all those people. And that includes all those people that got on Twitter, posted one tweet, and left and never came back. Right. Still... That's a lot of users compared to MySpace. Especially, when, yeah, Twitter's a fledgling service compared to MySpace. <laughs> fledgling. Because it's Twitter. I see where you, what you did there. Yeah. Um, so, yes. There... You won't hear another peep out of me. <laughs> so that 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 is the uh, that sort of brings us to where we are now because uh, two things have happened recently that have put MySpace back in the news. One yeah. is the redesign. Yeah, MySpace is undergoing a massive redesign. And, in fact... Uh, they're kind of positioning themselves as no longer being a social networking site. Yes. Uh, they're going to be partnering with sites like Facebook, which, um, you know... That's kind of weird. Yeah. A couple of years ago would have been unthinkable. Mm-hmm. But they uh, instead, they're positioning themselves as a social entertainment site. Uh-huh. So it's going to be kind of a, a, a portal, in a way, for various uh, forms of entertainment. We're talking like music, movies, television, that kind of thing. Actually, the uh, company competitor that immediately came to mind was not Facebook in that case, but Yahoo. Yeah. Because that's what Yahoo does so well. Is right. Serve as a, a portal for that kind of material. Right. Yahoo Yahoo's kind of transitioned from being a, a search engine to a, uh, a, you know, a, a content portal. Yes. So yes. same sort of thing with MySpace. It looks like it's going to specifically be stuff like music videos and uh, uh, movies, television, that kind of thing. And there still will be social elements at play, and you mm-hmm. will still be able to have a social profile on MySpace. But the focus will no longer be on the profile page. It'll be on these these pages about various uh, kinds of entertainment. Yes. Um, I have not received this new 
version of MySpace as of the recording of this podcast. They're rolling it out gradually in blocks, and I still have the old profile-based MySpace. Yes, I do as well. Um, they are supposed to be getting it out to everyone by the end of November 2010. 2010. Yeah, and that's when we're recording this, is, the, is early November 2010. So uh, we will probably... I'm sure we will go back to our desks, and it will be there by the yeah. time that we're finished with the podcast. By the time so this publishes, we it. very but, well may have access to it. But uh, So we can't really talk from a personal perspective what this, this new redesign is really going to do and mm-hmm. whether, whether or not it will be enough to keep MySpace going uh, after all the, the hits it's taken over the last couple of years. And I think that kind of brings us to the other item in the news that has uh, – brought MySpace into focus again. Yes. Now, uh, going back to my earlier comment on MySpace relying so heavily on advertising, Yeah. Facebook also uses advertising, but they have – one of the things that MySpace had to work to emulate was uh, Facebook's ability to integrate things like games. Yeah. Uh, you know, Facebook is a, something of a games destination, casual gaming destination mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Uh, many, many people. Uh, of course, it made Zynga a very, very uh, <laughs> um, well. I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to think of the word I want to use here. Successful. Well, successful, yes, but I mean that they're worth. You would imagine not releasing, you know, uh, console games or PC games, right? But uh, they really launched them into being a very uh, 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 high value company. Yeah. From Facebook alone, which, really, which well, if primarily. You had, anyway. If you had said that back when Facebook first released the the yeah. API, you would have said, what? No, yeah. there's no way. I mean, this is an interesting uh, tool for developers, but there's no way you would ever really make money off it unless you were selling people's information to advertisers. Yeah. As it turns out, that's not entirely true. Yeah, and MySpace, MySpace's model just wasn't keeping up with Facebook's ability to use that information and, and build on that. So uh, Facebook... Uh, has sort of outpaced it in uh, worth as well, which has made Mr. Murdoch a very unhappy man. And he's not the only one. So the the News Corps president and, and chief operating officer, Chase Carey, mm-hmm. was recently quoted as saying, we've been clear that MySpace is a problem. <laughs> That's not something you want to hear if you're working at MySpace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to hear that your company is a problem. So we need to redefine and rebuild this business. We've made adjustments in the cost structure, and most importantly, in the last few weeks, we have relaunched MySpace with a focus on social entertainment, which is what we were talking about just a second ago. Um, but he further went on to say, current losses are not acceptable or sustainable. So that's also bad news. Yes. Uh, our current management did not create these losses, but they know we have to address them. And, well, as uh, long as we know where the blame lies. Yep. Yeah. Well, he says they didn't create them, so it's the the previous the previous uh, no, management, no, I, not the current management. I know. Yeah, um, it's uh, that's those are some harsh words. Yes. Uh, and and MySpace has famously had some pretty big rounds of layoffs over the last couple of years. Yes. Well, uh, as Reisinger said, uh, I'm quoting him. He said, "Kerry said that MySpace's time is running out." Yeah. So they do not. It's not just that they see. Uh, the losses as not being sustainable. Um, what he's saying is, if we don't fix this soon, it means that we're not going to have a site. Yeah, ad revenue uh, analyst e marketer 
released a report saying that MySpace's ad revenue is expected to drop to $297 million in 2011. Mm -hmm. But back in 2009, it was earning $470 million. So not quite a 50% drop in two years, but that's significant. I mean, going from $470 million to $297 million in two years is not good. So, yeah, MySpace has got to he's got an uphill battle to fight. Yeah. So assuming that this relaunch actually captivates some some interest and perhaps the you know marrying it so that it it works with Facebook as opposed to competing against Facebook. Mm-hmm. That might that might be enough to help save it. Um we'll have to wait and see cuz uh I think I think a lot of people have just, you know, they don't even MySpace is not even in their mind space anymore yeah yeah there's no mind share if you like that term i don't but i'll use it yes well a phrase that has gone around a lot at least in the united states during the economic downturn of the last few years is the uh, too big to fail and i think there's probably no such thing uh for internet sites as too big to fail right myspace would have been one of those things facebook too facebook right now you would think is too big to fail but but, if you know if the story of my myspace is anything to go by it's you know the lesson there is that you can't rest on your laurels mm -mm. you know you can't you can't ignore competition and you can't just assume that the model that's working today is going to work tomorrow you always have to be innovating and ready to move once things start to shift Mm -hmm. um which sounds exhausting to me. <laughs> well, so yes, it, I'm sure. Well, you know, the stuff I've read about the new MySpace design seems fairly positive. Most of what I see is, well, it's very nice, but is it too late? Yeah. Um, you know, it may not be. Uh, and it also may be that uh, News Corp is able to leverage its new asset, its redesigned MySpace in a smaller capacity and, and gradually build it back up to what it once was. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going to have to overcome a lot of the bad publicity, a lot of the bad press uh, over the past few years and a lot of the momentum on the side of Facebook uh, because people like – that's one of the things that Facebook has done so well in integrating the other, other websites. Yeah. Um, you know, making the like feature available on other websites. You go to a uh, – uh, you know, a news site, you find an article that you think is interesting, and you, you know, press the button on the site. Well, you know, that's the big blue button that people are getting used to. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cases, there is a MySpace button, but now, you know, it, it's... Who's, who's clicking that? Yeah, that's Besides the thing. the people who wrote the article. So, um... <laughs> nice. But, um... Hey, I do it. Except okay. I do it for Facebook. Right. So, you know, it's just going to have to overcome that, uh... That thing where you know people are going to the hub, and the hub right now is Facebook. Here's here's one way I can see it okay. working. Follow me with this one. I'm following. All right. So, News Corp owns MySpace. Yes. News Corp owns Fox. Yes. What if they did a two pronged attack, where they very aggressively attacked any uh, unauthorized videos from Fox? networks on any other site including YouTube. Yeah. But had authorized versions on MySpace and allowed you to link to those versions on your Facebook account. Glee could save MySpace. <laughs> um 
you know what? That is the kind of thing that a shrewd business person would probably take to heart and go after. Now, Murdoch, if only we knew somebody who let would do that. Let me give you the address to which you can write the big check. <laughs> well, considering he wants to put the Wall Street Journal back behind a paywall. I'm uh, sure he's already thought of it, has. but um, but just in case, that address is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, then. All right, so, so let's wrap this up. Will it survive? Um, probably, at least for the, the immediate uh, time. Now, um, you know. MySpace is, as we uh, alluded to earlier, they're looking at time now in quarters, not years. So It could be interesting to see if, if News Corp would actually sell off the asset to someone else. Very possible. Because I don't, I don't foresee this becoming like an issue with Cool, where they just pull the plug one day and there's right. no longer a MySpace. No, that, those... Uh... Those subscribers are valuable assets yeah. still. So they may sell it off to someone else. I wonder who might purchase that. I would hope it wouldn't be Google because they've pretty much demonstrated that the social networking thing and Google don't work so well, at least not in the United States. Actually, the purple guys that I mentioned earlier would be a good thing. No, I mean, we're all. this is all rumors. It wouldn't surprise me if Facebook did it. Yeah. Facebook sure. purchasing MySpace so that it would have the access to the social entertainment. I mean, because still to this day... The MySpace band page is, I, I would say, if not superior, at least equal to Facebook groups that are formed around bands. Fair enough. And, of course, uh, FriendFeed, uh, another acquisition by Facebook, they've pretty much almost left it alone. I, I haven't seen a big change they in functionality. They kind of incorporate some of the technology into Facebook, though. Right. But they've kind of left it alone yeah. and left it its own site. So right. they might have, they might leave MySpace an independent site even if they did acquire it. But yeah. I don't know. They may. It's hard to say at this point because it's still a viable property. I think News Corp still hopes to get something out of it if they can. I'm wondering if one of us will make a prediction about MySpace at the end of the year. It is very possible. For 2011. Are you, know you predicting that up. you're going to predict? Well, you know, that's the thing is that we're recording this in the early November, which means pretty soon we are going to have to record our <sighs> technology predictions episode for 2011 it also means we'll have to go through the predictions episode we did for 2010 and see how many we got completely wrong i'm not letting you have access to the scoreboard this time no i'll get an impartial judge Uh uh-huh it'll be it'll be my friend juan stricklando (laughs) no Okay, anyway, let's wrap this up. If you guys have a topic you would like us to tackle, you can let us know on, this is going to sound bad, Twitter or Facebook. Not MySpace, because we aren't there. But Twitter and Facebook, you can find us. Our handle is techstuffhsw. Or you can email us, and that address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. And we will talk to you again really soon. Jonathan, um, mm-hmm. actually, this was just handed to me. Uh, uh, okay. It looks like HowStuffWorks.com now has an iPhone app. Sweet! Isn't that yeah. awesome? Yeah, actually, um, I got to, to take a look at this earlier, and guys, this is pretty cool. The iPhone app is uh, sort of a way to integrate all the cool stuff we do at HowStuffWorks.com. So you guys may have listened to one of our podcasts, and we talked about there's this great article on the site, but you're not at your computer, so you can't really check it. Well, the iPhone app actually lets you browse articles and blog posts. It even lets you interact on Facebook and Twitter, and you can listen to podcasts at the same time. And it has all the HowStuffWorks.com podcasts on it, not just ours, but, you know, good ones, too. So you can listen to those and look at the articles and and go on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, it should work perfectly with your iPhones and iPod Touches. 
Awesome. Well, that's, uh, it looks like that's now available on the iTunes store. So that's good to know. How much does it cost? It's free. Sweet! Ha <laughs> ha. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Timons Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring Bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.